All right, welcome back to Chew the Bible. It's your good friend, A.A. Ron. Just want to do a quick plug for the YouTube channel for Chew the Bible. If you just look up Chew the Bible on YouTube, please, 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 please subscribe to the channel. For those of you all that are my regular listeners, I would really appreciate the support. It would help me out a lot if you would subscribe to my channel. Um... Once I get to and share with your friends, once I get to a thousand subscribers, I can start monetizing the videos that I'm uploading. And so, uh, and it's just one step closer to being able to get away from uh, doing Uber as much and just another stream of income for me. Uh, That would help me out tremendously. So, yes, please do that. free me up to make more videos like this and uh, do more podcasting i have a lot of vision for some other things i would like to do with this podcast and make it even better and expand it uh what else what else what else what else what else yeah yeah just please subscribe uh you can watch the videos on there i, I need like four thousand watch hours so <laughs> that would appreciate that would, I would appreciate that a lot as well. If while you listen to the podcast, if you are able to also watch it on YouTube. Uh, Anything else? Nope. All right. We're in Habakkuk chapter two. And it goes. Here we go. I will climb. I will climb up to my watchtower. Read now the New Living Translation, by the way. I will climb up to my watchtower and stand at my guard post. There I will wait to see what the Lord says and how he will answer my complaint that's a lot we can take from that and what he just said there he's going up to a watchtower and he's waiting waiting to see what the lord will say i i've said this before i i kind of am um i think it's cool when people are often say oh god told me this or The Lord said this to me, and I'm like, man, I wish I could hear from God that way. He doesn't really speak to me that way. He kind of speaks to me through, like, for example, I was just writing this poem, right? I was writing this poem about uh, just my sexual frustration, right? How hilarious. Right as I say that, I see this. Anyway, I was writing about that and um, I was just writing about that. Yeah, my sexual frustration and my desire to have relations I haven't done in a long time. Three years. Um... And as I'm like a little bit later after, oh yeah, in the poem I wrote about, I was talking about David. I was just talking about how David had all these wives. He had eight wives. And here he was, you know, 
getting busy. You know, that was very important to him, right? All these different women. And he had concubines on top of that. And I even talk about Solomon, but I was thinking about Solomon. Anyway, I'm just kind of really the the poem is a little bit of a lament to God, like, like what am I supposed to do, God, with all this, you know, sexual energy and desires and wanting? Am I just supposed to keep suppressing it and not act on it in any kind of way? You know, basically, yeah arguing with God in a way about like how I have all this shame if I like masturbate basically or look at anything inappropriate even the slightest bit of inappropriate or listen to something um, you know and borderline you know that line between looking at basically looking at soft core type porn stuff right I'm just being real and honest right here I'm just talking about that in the poem and then I went on my Facebook account and I saw this some this old this lady that I used to know from years ago from when I was in business or whatever more active in banking and all that and she posted we were friends on Facebook and she posted something about Solomon and just basically uh, he had all these women or whatever he did seem to do be doing pretty well for business wise but his and that and there was these other people this whole thread they were talking about how his downfall was his love of women and uh anyway it was just like this wink out of this dot i connected like i was like literally just thinking about david and solomon and here's somebody on my timeline post something about solomon and his downfall being you know his love his addiction basically to sex and women that's what took him down so anyway that's how the Lord speaks to me in these ways where I just make these connections in my head and things come across in my life that I'm dealing with so anyway I didn't mean for it to go that long we're in Habakkuk chapter 2 once again yeah verse 1 he said I will climb up to the watchtower and stand at my guard post there I will wait to see what the Lord says and how he will answer my complaint basically that's what I was talking about how God spoke directly to Habakkuk and he was waiting to hear from the Lord so the Lord's second reply then the Lord said to me write my answer plainly on tablets so that a runner can carry the correct message to others This vision is for a future time. It describes the end and it will be fulfilled. It seems it seems slow in coming. Wait patiently for it will surely take place. It will not be delayed. Look at the proud. They trust in themselves and their lives are crooked. Mm. Wealth is treacherous and the arrogant are never at rest they open their mouths as wide as the grave and like death they are never satisfied in their greed they have gathered up many nations and swallowed many people many peoples plural verse 6 but soon their captives will taunt them they will mock them saying what sorrow awaits you thieves now you will get what you deserve you've become rich by extortion 
But how much longer can this go on? Mm. Suddenly your debtors will take action. They will turn on you and take all you have while you stand trembling and helpless. Because you have plundered many nations, now all the survivors will plunder you. You committed murder throughout the countryside and filled the towns with violence. What sorrow awaits you who build big houses with money gained dishonestly? Yeah, it's easy to look at, you know, so many folks out here with these fat houses and living lives of luxury, and it's easy to get jealous and envy those folks, but you really don't know what they did to get there. Not everybody did it, honestly. Some people, I've, when I was in the banking world, I heard so many different stories about people cheating and embezzling money, and you'd be surprised some of these folks who live in these nice houses, what they did to get it. They may look like they're living a good life, but there's a lot of people out here doing some shady stuff to become wealthy and get these nice homes. Anyway, you believe your wealth will buy security, putting your family's nest beyond the reach of danger. But by the murders you committed, you have shamed your name and fortified, my bad, forfeited your lives. Mm. The very stones in the walls cry out against you and the beams in the ceilings echo the complaint. What sorrows await you who build cities with money gained through murder and corruption? That applies to today. Has not the Lord of Heaven's armies promised that the wealth of nations will turn to ashes? There's actually a book called Wealth of Nations. Is it Adam Smith? One of them dudes, old white dudes, wrote that, Wealth of Nations. They work so hard, but all in vain. For as the waters fill the sea, the earth will be filled with an awareness of the glory of the Lord. Mm. What sorrow awaits you who make your neighbors drunk? You force your cup on them so you can gloat over their shameful nakedness. But soon it will be your turn to be disgraced. Come drink and be exposed. Drink from the cup of the Lord's judgment and all your glory will be turned to shame. You cut down the forest of Lebanon. Now you will be cut down. Now you will be cut down. You destroy the wild animals so now their terror will be yours. You committed murder throughout the countryside and filled the towns with violence. What good is an idol carved by man or a cast image that, that deceives you? As I always say, we don't have a whole lot of modern day idols now, but the best one I can think of is like a Buddha statue. So, like we don't have a lot of modern day physical idols that we can that can be related to idols back then the closest thing now is like people with their prayer rocks and the yeah, buddha statues and now i guess you could say our tvs our electronics our video game systems our whatever yeah anything that we spend way more time with our cell phones things that we spend way more time with and we glorify more than god that we would be like crying angry upset if we if it, we were to lose it what sorrow awaits you who say to wooden idols wake up and save us to speechless yeah yeah to speechless stone images you say rise up and teach us can an idol tell you what to do 
They may be overlaid with gold and silver, but they are lifeless inside. Mm. But the Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth be silent before him. Interesting that they close out with that. Let all the earth be silent before him. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned, or missed the mark, or veered off the path, and fallen short of the glory of God, or God's perfect standard. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of the cost of that sin is death, or eternal separation from God. But the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Romans 5a says, But God demonstrated his love toward us, or showed his love toward us, in that while we were still yet sinners, Jesus Christ died for us. Romans 10 verse 9 through 10 says that if we will confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God has raised him from the dead, we will, not might be, not maybe, we will be saved. For with our hearts we believe we are now in right standing with God and with our mouths we confess that we are now saved. Lastly, Romans 10 verse 13 says that whosoever, anybody, everybody, who calls upon the name of the Lord, they will be saved. So if you never asked Jesus into your heart or you've walked away from him and you would like to rededicate your life to him, you can just simply say, dear God, I know I'm a sinner. I know my sin deserves to be punished. I believe Jesus Christ is the son of God who died for me and rose from the grave. I want to turn from my sin and trust Jesus Christ alone as my savior. Thank you for the forgiveness and everlasting life I can now have through faith in Jesus. In Jesus' mighty precious name I pray. Amen.